0: And I'm Karen Wright. It is 933. Joining me now is my good friend, Ms. Barb Lampson. We are going to be talking all about gardening. And Barb, I got a call right away this morning before, just before you got here, from one of our listeners. His name is Mike. He is from South Bend Township. And boy, I love his question. He's talking about planting crocus. And and of
1: course, now is the time you should think about planting fall bulbs. Sure, sure. And before you do that, make sure that you work up the soil really good. And if you haven't had a soil test, that's a good idea. But if you really have been growing annuals and perennials, you know your soil is really uh, doing well. You don't have any problems. Organic matter is really nice because crocus are such a small bulb and they can rot in the soil if they're not well-drained. Okay. Well, here here's
0: the thing, though, and Mike's got this great idea. I love it. I think he said that, I don't know if i reminded from his, was his grandmother in Germany or something, when you go out in the yard and there was crocus in the spring growing everywhere, sure. you know, in the lawn, and I was mentioning Herb Crew and one of our hosts here of the Best of Broadway, when you go by his house, he's got crocus and things growing up all through his lawn that in the spring they just pop up. So like mine are in uh, a garden bed. So Mike right. would like to do like he saw in this gr- his grandmother's where in the spring they just come up all over. And I said, well you've got issues if you're planting them in the grass. And he said, well, how can I do that so I can have them come up up in the grass? And I thought, well, you can put them in there, but you still have to make sure the soil's going to drain. And so what are your thoughts? Because I mean, he wants them to naturalize and they will naturalize, but what do you suggest?
1: Well, crocus aren't the easiest here. Uh, I can see in Germany, they use a lot of spring bulbs. And and, I mean, by Easter, uh, they're blooming. Here, it takes a lot longer our problem here is uh the grass comes up and starts growing first and then we feel like oh my gosh let's get that you know about april 20th let's let's mow the grass and when we do that we take off foliage on our crocus and that sets them back so it's uh mike it's a it's a good idea uh, I've seen it done uh, something that would be a little easier would be the uh, the blue hyacinth the grape hyacinth that's a smaller bulb that's easier um, I, I well, have always know they known as m- muscari yes muscari is right okay. it's it's a small hyacinth and yes. and they Really, do naturalize much faster. That's a very small bulb, oh. and if you put in a few, and after even after a year, you've got more bulbs there than you started with, and you can drop them in in small places, especially if you had uh, oh like uh, some type of weed in your lawn, and you pull that out now, and you have even the smallest area that's bare right there drop a, drop one of those in there. You know,
0: Barb, I wish I would have thought of that. You yeah, Maybe that's what I was thinking of, too. Muscaria would be a great idea. Maybe you've got a dandelion and you want to get rid of it. You take your, your dandelion picker and right. you pluck it up, and then you have a nice hole already there. Yes, yes, it's and great. So that's a great way to do it. Now, he had another great idea. I love our creativeness of our listeners. Mike wants to plant it, I think in the, the way I understood it, I could be wrong, but he wants to plant it in the shape of a sundial. And, oh. and so then he says, so the kids can go by and see, you know, this cool shape and everything and sure. and the flowers and, and um, they'll make this cool sundial and they can talk about how it works and everything. Sure, sure. And I thought, well, that's really creative. And so muscari probably is a better thing than the crocus. You are correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And much cheaper and much easier. You can, you know... Uh, you can you can start digging them after a well and spread them out. more. I spread them into my um, uh, hmm, what is this place? sedum, and it's the creeping sedum. Oh, and because um, the rabbits were going in there, or the squirrels, or somebody, and they were digging around in there. And I think what it, it was the squirrels and they were burying nuts and things in there. That soft that soil was softer. Oh sure, and so. Whenever I found that, I just uh, because the mosquito it multiplies so quickly, and if you just let it stay in one spot and you don't divide it after a while, you get less blooms. And right,
0: because it's, it's clumping and yeah,
1: clumps and and it it just. Uh, uh, you just get fewer blooms. And then, so if you, if you every, maybe on a three year rotation or something like that, if you would ro- take some of those out and then spread them. And uh, I dug mine as soon as they got done growing.
0: But they're coming back now.
1: That's what they do. Yes. And then I just dug them, I spread them out. And I put them back in again. I didn't rest.
0: Just them. in different areas around. Yeah, okay. yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Well, so now
0: they come back now, but they really probably won't bloom again, will they? Or might they? No,
1: this is just part of their growth cycle. Okay. So now they're storing food for this next crop that you're going to have next year. So
0: if he plants the muscari, also known as the grape hyacinth, the little one, if he if they come up and then he mows them, they shouldn't it shouldn't be a problem for them losing their their uh, growth for the next year like it would with a tulip or a crocus.
1: No, because you get a second chance because ah. then they're going to come come back up. I think it was... Um August when they started growing again.
0: And they are so pretty because, you know, now they have different varieties. A lot of them, the plain ones, are just like they're a deep, really beautiful Mm violet-purple. But they've got some that now that are bluish, some that have a little more white or... uh, They're they're kind of
1: bicolored.
0: Yeah, some bicolored ones. So I would suggest, Mike, that that was the way to go because uh, crocus are really pretty. But like Barb said, those are better in the prepared bed. But the muscari, a.k.a. Great baby grape hyacinths. that will be really great.
1: Sure, but uh, I love the idea that you want color. We want color here too, and uh, I'm constantly looking for things. The other thing that I have used that I like that I've spread around, but this is in my uh, by my shrubs and things like that, are the uh, naturalizing uh, unhybridized tulips. They're the, the, the species tulips. They're, they're much shorter. They're, Very short, yeah. Yeah, maybe three, four inches, I would say. They come in a variety of colors, and uh, they make bulbs really fast. And you may have seen some of those. That's what you saw um, in your grandmother's garden was that she had some of those and stuck them in. Will the species tulips, will they be okay and come back i know
0: they are really short because i've got a few of them and they do naturalize so i've got more and more of them and they're just
1: they don't last very long but they're really pretty when they do it's 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 almost like a day type thing Mm -hmm. but uh i don't know i've never planted them into the grass i planted them in around uh you know how you have spots underneath your um your uh, different shrubs and things mm-hmm. it's kind of bare in there sure. and so you think well I should put some more mulch in here you could start something like that and you'd have that that color
0: especially because the shrubs probably uh, if they're deciduous they won't be getting their leaves till later so you'll have a right. little sunshine and then by the time they get their leaves' yeah. the tulips will be done
1: Right to the edge of, of where I can get them. That's how I plant them. Yeah, right to the edge where the grass starts and the soil starts stops. That's, that's how I get them right in there. Well, that's a
0: great question. Love to hear from listeners like We Mike. do,
1: absolutely. We learn a lot, too. We
0: do, and I hope that works out. Let us know how your project works out, Mike. I'd love to hear about your sundial project, too.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see a picture of that. And uh, if you are short of plants in the spring... <laughs> Um, I might be able to help you. You never never can tell. Right. And uh, by the way, Mike, I'm going to be dividing my yellow iris um, this week. If you think you want some yellow iris in there, um, it would give you some height, and the foliage is really nice. Uh, I'd be happy to dig them and give you those. So okay. give Karen a call and let us know. she can let me know. Okay, that sounds great. What else are
0: you doing, Barb? I know the drought has has uh, gotten worse here, so I yeah. have been doing watering still with some of the things I want to make sure that yes, keep yes. it up
1: moisture into the fall. Oh my gosh, yes, it's um, I keep checking my muscles in my arms from carrying all these (laughs) water buckets around and um they don't seem to be um growing my arms the the muscle it looks just like it did before yeah me too what's the deal I don't know what is the deal (laughs) you have to do it with weights you have I mean you know um uh, two gallons of water weighs about 16 pounds right so that you know and then you have to you take your um, watering can and you lift it up, you know, and you water you the things, and you it. hold it in that. But uh, uh, it, that's not working. So <laughs> I, I ha- I'm watering. I'm, uh, I'm a bit tired of tomatoes now. Oh my goodness, I gotta tell you about that too. Okay. So
0: Jeff, uh, we we've made salsa, which has been working really good. Yes. But he tried to make tomato sauce because, like, we've had we have right. so much right. salsa, and he said, "I'm not going to do that again." He goes. That is so much work for such a little bit. He, yeah. he did this giant tub on the stove of, of tomatoes and boiled them, boiled them, boiled them. And he got like one and three quarters jars of yeah. sauce. So he said, what's the deal?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, on the stove it's really hard because tomatoes burn easily, so you have to have them down low and you have to stir them. <laughs> he had,
0: he had G- Jeff left in, for work, and he had Grant every 15 minutes. Grant would put the timer on and would stir every 15 minutes. So that's how we did it. We had Grant every time it would ding, Grant would come out and stir.
1: <laughs> oh, good for him. Good so for that's him. how he did it's, it. It's much easier if you use a crock pot. Oh. And put it in the crock pot when you go to bed at night, and in the morning it'll re- be reduced down.
0: But my good. Our crock pots I mean he had this giant thing. If yeah you'd have to how many crock pots would you have to
1: use you to know, make they come in different sizes? Oh, we don't
0: have the huge one, yeah, I guess. We have a huge oh. one.
1: And and so that worked really, really well. And um, it's been uh, it's been going all summer. But we also have um, uh, did some things on the stove. If if we're gonna be there and we're gonna be able to stir and it works best when you've got something like that. Uh, you things start, the tomato paste itself starts sticking to the bottom of the pot, and what you want to do is have something with a wide scraper like on the bottom. I use a smaller Uh, pancake turner Mm -hmm. and then you just go around you have this flat surface and that keeps you pick it all up so you don't because it only takes one spot that you miss with a spoon and that will burn oh and then you if you get a burn taste into your tomatoes no good not good okay so here's a here's dave's newest thing this week he made pizza sauce
0: oh well how is that different than all the other things we're making with tomatoes
1: the thing is it's the seasoning Oh. You know, you have all those those pizza spices versus last week. It was the Monero sauce, okay, and that was those Italian spaghetti sp- uh, spices in there. So, so we have this cupboard with all the spices in them, and we're really getting a lot of spices. Well, what kind of spices do you put in there? Well, you know, like if you're doing uh, Italian, it, it's oregano, okay, and basil and it's garlic, and it's onion, and it's... And and he, so he's getting these recipes off from the Internet. And oh, okay. it's usually, you know, there's a lot of things we still don't have, but, but we've, we've got a pretty good supply. Well, how,
0: much, how many jars of tomato things do you have? I'm just curious. Uh,
1: you know, I was thinking that what we need to do is take the jars and group them all together, they're now on the shelves, and take a picture. Yeah. But then uh, about three-fourths of them get put into packets and go in the freezer. Okay. Which is, for us, it's it's easier, it takes less space, and and it's easier to get the right size for us because we don't want a quart of Monera sauce or pizza sauce, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, and so being frozen... I actually, in
0: in like plastic bags or something. Yes. Sort? Okay. Yeah, you can
1: use that, or you can use the the plastic uh, storage containers too, okay. and um, that that's a lot of room. I like to, and then you have to store them when you're not right. using them, and like this is a plastic bag, and you use it, and you're done with it. You can't reuse them though, huh? Plastic bags, no. (laughs) So, so I mean, we always try and talk about
0: using less plastic. Yeah,
1: but you know, you can get um, pennywise and pound foolish (laughs) because you really have to sterilize things. You can't put food from, you know, you could have some kind of cross contamination. That's not good. Well, you
0: can recycle. I know our church takes those kinds of plastic bags and does recycle them. So
1: Yeah, if if you would wash them out. Yes. You know, if for recycling, you should always do that. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. I agree. Hey, you know what else I'm thinking about doing right what? now? Well, I have been crawling around in the garden <laughs> and <laughs> on hands and knees searching for weeds and particularly uh tree seed uh, seedlings. Like,
0: oh my gosh, I have so many
1: of those bars. I do too. And they just, you know, they just keep coming back. And I'll tell you, one of the places they really love it is under the hostas. They I don't know how they blow in under there, but they do. I don't have that many hostas, but they can grow pretty fast.
0: And, you know, once they get a hole, that's the thing. If you don't get them when they're little, those tree seedlings, if you don't get the root out, they keep coming back and back yeah, and back. Yeah. Because I have that in my raspberry uh, bed because, you know, that's got those rocks. I just It's one place I haven't got rid of the rocks, which I wish, you know, they weren't there, obviously. But those seedlings start, and I can't get them out, and then I'm constantly right. trying to get them out again and again. And again.
1: You know, you're absolutely right. I resorted to taking a needle needle nose plier, hooking on with that, and pulling with both hands on the plier to try and get things out. (laughs) Right. Now, sometimes the effect of that has is it just, I pull, and the needle nose plier skins along the bark, and I, you know, go over backwards. That's I've done that, too. I was going to ask you. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. That doesn't work. Right. So it, it really is. And, you know, if it's really, uh, I have to get the hoary-hoary knife Yep. and and get to the bottom of things. Because if you just cut it off, it'll be back. You know, the thing is,
0: in the rocks, though, I, I can't get to the bottom with the hoary-hoary no, no. knife. That's just so tough, and that's yeah. why I'm so against rocks. With
1: Oh, I am, too. I think um, when I see people putting down rocks, I think... It and looks good at first, and you think it's going to be maintenance free, but it's not. No, it's not. And when you see people that plant perennials, yes. and then they use rocks as a mulch, that's really bad. It's so hard on the plant. Those rocks heat up. It's 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 really really difficult. So, I mean, we hate to. Uh, you know, I scold people for this but you know, think twice about that because it's one of those things that's like when you use a lot of plastic, that's, you know, your forever chemical. It's in the environment, you don't get rid of it. And rocks are almost that bad. And remember
0: how uh I don't know how many years back it was when you use used weed uh, weed fabric stuff that was mm-hmm. the thing to do, put it down, you won't have any weeds and we yeah. recognize that's not a good thing either because yeah. the water can't get through and the plants Get choked out and things because yeah. under at our our house here, uh, I think when Jeff had the initially put in, there was this fabric, the the landscape fabric under the the mulch, and so a lot of those hostas that were there, they just get choked out, sure. and, and if they start to come through, it's just t- it's just a mess.
1: Yeah, yeah, that 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 is so true. Well, one of the things I discovered was um, I had gotten carried away with this idea of doing. Um, layering of branches to get them to root to make a another shrub. So <clears throat> it's very simple. What are you uh, talking about? I don't know what you're... Okay, so if you have a shrub like a hydrangea, it okay. could be a rose bush, and um, you think, gee, you know, um, I think I would like to you know, put take a branch off, put it in water, and see if I could get it to root. Oh, okay. a lot of times that doesn't work. So I'm not talking about that. That's oh, okay. That's the old-fashioned way, and that works with a lot of willows and things and pussy willows. Remember when I brought the pussy willows yep. in and they, we had them out here on our desk, and and they rooted right away. And somebody was happy to get them. Well, that's one way. But with other things, it's much better if you take. Um, On your shrub, you take a branch that was new growth. Okay. It it was a sucker. It came up. And now you have to have space to do this. But you bend that branch down, and you go out about, um, oh, I'd say within um, 18 to 12 inches of the end. So let's say the branch was... uh, uh, two feet long okay. that you bro- that you put down, then you bend it down. So you you're get-
0: not disconnecting it from the... the no, actual. it
1: okay. has to, because that's what's going to um, nurture this branch. Oh, okay. And when you bend it down, then if you just take a knife and you make a scraping on the bark. On the okay. bottom? On okay. the bottom. Okay. Yes. Just, and and not deep, just a, a light scraping. This isn't peeling. Like you just nicked
0: yourself. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: like that. And that causes um the plant to wanna grow when you do that. You bend that down and you, you bend that into um oh I would say maybe um ten inches of of uh width long, little um what would we call that? A channel.
0: Like, a okay, little trough or, yeah, or a little trench, trough almost. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then <clears throat> cover that up. With that, that where you the soil, your, yeah, mm-hmm, cover that with your soil. That'll be maybe like about two inches or so, and then you put a rock on it to okay. hold it down there, or you can use those landscape uh, staple things. <laughs> staple mm-hmm. things, yeah, that'll hold it in place. And and then the best time, the very very optimum time, is spring. But we can also do that here in our zone for right now. If you keep it moist. If you, because you're going to be, if you're not getting water especially, and then you leave it down. And the end, oh, I should say this, when you're scraping, you're in that 10-inch zone, you're also taking off the leaves uh, that are there. You wouldn't bury those because that would make bacteria as sure. they broke down.
0: So just the bare branch then?
1: Yeah, just just that 10 inches that's, that, that you're working mm-hmm. on. Your new growth zone—that's where your roots are going to come down from—and uh, so—and then the end, you're leaving the leaves on. So oh, then, okay. beyond that, you have uh, the rest of the branch that's above ground,
0: and it's still making it's—it's it's got leaves on and it. And yes, yes. Thing. Okay.
1: Well, the reason I thought about this was because I had done that, oh. and I was—I was crawling around. And I thought, <laughs> how did this? How did this? Plants start here. How did this hydrangea get this far away from this plant? And then I found the the little staple things, the landscape <laughs> things. Oh, that's right. I started. You did it, and I forgot about it. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> that you, what you do after after your roots are secure, mm-hmm. and then you you cut it off. You cut it off from the tree. And you dig around and you bring up a nice ball. of
0: So you've got started a new plant, essentially. You
1: do, you do. Here's the thing. You have to make sure that it's not a patented variety because you're not allowed, even if you're just a homeowner, you're not allowed to uh, to uh, propagate things. That is true. Yeah. And they
0: will have labels that say no propagation, so yeah, keep yeah, that in right, mind. Right,
1: so we're not, you can't say, oh, Carl, I'm just a gardener. I didn't know that. And they'll say, you should have known that. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> you know, the, there are some that naturally, I guess, I guess the word is sucker. That that if you want them, like the diervillas, the mm-hmm. the um hun, the uh the fr- is it the low bush honey honey bush honey oh honeysuckle. You know, they're not the real the yeah basically honeysuckles. Yeah. You know, what I'm talking. They're also Dyer, Dyer villa, or Dyer, yeah. Dyer villa, d i e r v i l l a. Anyway, I've got those, and so those are great because then they make their own sucker or the when they. Uh, the the branches go out and they'll make their own roots all of, on the hillside, which is great for erosion. So sure. those have been really good for me. Yeah,
1: you know, I have a friend in Georgia, and I was looking at her garden and I said, "Oh my gosh, you have so many woody plants here." She said, "You know what? I started out with one, and she said I have <laughs> rooted re- I, and and uh, rooted all of these." She said, "I oh, just she did work, herself work on that every single year." And I said. Oh, my gosh. She had um, really old-fashioned roses that she had done that with. Rose bushes, she said, work really great doing that. And uh, she had other flowering. uh, uh, Rose of Sharon is one of them that she uh, did that with. And these are things that are uh, not for Zone 4 that we can't do. We could certainly do rose bushes.
0: Do you think it would work on, like, a hardy hibiscus even? Uh, I'm just thinking, trying to think what 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 else would work. Like that yeah,
1: yeah, I I I would imagine. Know.
0: But you know, I have those that reseed and make little babies.
1: Right. So, but you know, the thing about the um, they don't have the uh the when we think of the perennial hibiscus, mm-hmm. they are they're a perennial but they're not woody
0: that's true they kind of seem woody though but they're hollow
1: yeah that yeah yeah so that wouldn't work yeah okay that yeah, work. absolutely so not oh you know i have to tell you my one hibiscus has just outdone itself it has been such a uh a, hibiscus. a bloomer yes, yes mine too and it it and it appreciated not being eaten up by the Japanese beetles, which always burrow into the bud before it even opens up and start, you know, making those holes. And then in. they
0: open up and look like snowflakes because they've got holes all, Yeah, rolling, like yeah. like a kid making, you know, cutting out the holes. Yeah. In a piece of, yeah. It, it, so I, I didn't have as many, but I had a few this year. Sure. Um, but they're in cycle. So, you know, knock on wood, they don't come back.
1: Yeah, right. Oh, I agree. And also, uh, you know, I've been watching the uh, cannas. Now that I have them growing in my foundation planting, I have them growing other places too, but it's a foundation planting that I can sit in my living room and I can look out and I can see the, the wonderful hummingbirds. We have two of them, two. And uh, they don't necessarily come at the same time, but... On occasion, they're both there at the same time, and they rest on our uh, fence that's up to keep the deer out. and And they'll they'll go zoom, zoom, zoom into the canna, and they'll get what they want, and then they will go to the next one, the next one. And they're so abrupt. They're they're graceful, but they're very abrupt. Stop. Go
0: stop go yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: So if 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 that person was driving a car, they would soon have an accident. <laughs> Somebody would run into them. But uh, so I've been watching them, and they just know uh, they go to these individual can of flowers because the the flower on the canna comes up as a spike, and then you know they bloom from the very top. And and they don't they don't mess around with the older blooms. They know exactly where they're going to get the most uh, uh, nectar from, and that's where they're at. And I think, oh gosh, you're so smart. I'm going to you know. There's so many varieties now. If there's short ones, tall ones, red ones, orange ones. Uh, uh, I
0: love the ones. I think it's called the Picasso one that has the, it's yellow with those orange spots and it just, it's just really cool. It's, it's yellow flower and, the, and then the, I th- haven't seen little, that. Oh, I had that uh, for a while I, and I haven't been able to save them over the winter, but those are so pretty. Yellow, sure. Orange. Spreckles all over yeah
1: hey you know where you can see a beautiful display of cannas right now go down to Sibley Park if right across from the uh, animal garden there what they call the farm there's a hill and there's a huge retaining wall and right in front of that retaining wall for quite some distance they have planted cannas they have tons and tons of them. It's really, really nice. I would just say, you know, if you're looking for beautiful cannas, that's the place to go. And it may be, um, you know, if if you're new to, to the canna, rather than starting with a bulb, it might be the thing that you want to buy them started, planted in a pot. You'll know what color you're getting. You'll know more about the size. Uh, it can be a little trickier when you want to put in cannas and you look at um, this root it's a bare root and you're not going to exactly know what the foliage looks like i was disappointed i bought what i thought was foliage that had um, was green and white Mm -hmm. and i got all green
0: was that the one that was called it it was supposed to be green and white It it begins with an s and I had that one year too and it didn't I was disappointed in it, but yeah. I don't remember what the name was. I,
1: I don't I don't remember what it was. I have one um canna that's new that I bought as a plant and it has um red red blooms on it with orange centers in there. So it's red and orange kind of. It it's just um just combining those two colors, it's it's very, very nice. I have to say these old fashioned red blooming cannas so they seem to be preferred by uh the hummingbirds yeah. they're just oh my goodness you know the ones
0: i like are the ones with the burgundy leaves the can <coughs> with the burgundy leaves just I, stand yes. out yeah i, I agree less. yeah
1: that and it's nice you can get a lot of uh, bang for your buck with cannas they do reproduce they do the bulb gets bigger and uh is it a bulb or a tuber It's a tuber. It is a tuber. Yeah, Yeah, because I
0: I was thinking they're they're (coughs) weird looking is what they are. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And sometimes you don't even know this big clumpy thing. Is it going to be okay to divide it? Yeah. Or, you know, you just, ah, Or if I cut it, will I make a scar? And then I'll have bacteria. So sometimes I just clean them up and uh, wrap them in newspaper. And then when I put it out in the garden, then I'll decide if I'm going to. Divided up or not
0: but the thing is with your cannas and your <laughs> dahlias and all those other things you wait till the first frost before we dig up and save them for the winter And we'll talk about that in a future show
1: yeah that's great yeah and and that's good that you're waiting too because we have enough to do with with all the <laughs> watering and mulching and weeding
0: yeah keep watering if you've got things you want you know to sure just trees going in the winter. We're out of time, Barb, but it's always great to have you in here, and I want to say thank you so much, and I, I love the weather now. Hope you get out and enjoy it.